Everything you need to navigate this life is recorded. All you need to know to live a life that Deuteronomy 11.21 describes as the days of heaven upon the earth is found in a very ancient and marvelous book. All you need to know from the supper table to the marriage supper of the Lamb. All you need to know on how to walk victoriously in a life full of hope and promise, how to pick a friend, a career, buy a car, choose a spouse, raise a child, experience a marvelous marriage, and even enter eternal life is all recorded between the covers of God's beautiful book. Surely, all you need to know and imagine this one book will fit in your purse or back pocket. This book states, in order to enter the eternal kingdom of God, you must be born again, this time of the Spirit of God. Yes, actually born a second time. The Holy Bible records in John 3, 3, what you need to know. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Has this happened to you? If your answer is no, or I think so, Follow along because something glorious is about to happen. Today, all your sin and shame will be washed away by Christ's cleansing blood. Today, all of Satan's bondages will be broken, all of them. Today, everything becomes brand new, beginning with a new, omnipotent, loving Heavenly Father, a new, magnificent elder brother, the champion and Savior of Golgotha, Jesus Christ the righteous, and you will have a new name a new Holy Ghost to dwell in your belly, and a real eternal reason to live. By the way, you'll also receive all the power needed to do it. Will today be your day, or will you continue to languish in the quagmire of sin's bondage? Your soul is in your hand. In just a few moments, if you follow me in this simple prompt, everything will change for you. Are you ready? Here we go. Do this now. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. We will wait for you here. Now for today's subject. God said Genesis chapter 1, verses 1, 2, 4, and 5. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. God said, Jude chapter 1, 6 and 7, and the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved an everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. God said, Luke twenty thirty five and 36, but they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage, neither can they die any more, 
for they are equal unto the angels and are the children of God, being the children of the resurrection. Man said, I can ask my phone any question. It taps the digital knowledge of the whole world to give me an answer just like that. Who needs an archaic old book pretending to be the Word of God? Get over it, Bible thumpers. Nobody needs your book. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 992, that will once again certify the perfect supernatural inerrancy of God's Holy Bible. All of these features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the blood-bought and is bait for the fishers of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for coming. May God's grace and mercy be multiplied unto you. There are two bizarre lines of scientific research that have taken center stage and are even signposts pointing to the end of the world and the doom of all of carnaldom. Jesus says in Matthew twenty-four thirty-seven, As the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. These two signposts are today's chimera research and research into the source of ghost DNA. In this feature, we will pull from past God-said, man-said research and add additional insights in some of the latest scientific buzz. Prepare to meet your God. Genesis 6, 1 through 4. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. Quite a startling passage, wouldn't you say? You've got fallen sons of God who take human wives, giants, and the offspring of the sons of God and daughters of men becoming mighty men of renown. Do such fantastical statements find support in credible, non-biblical sources? Could these bizarre claims be true? There are three points foundational to this feature to consider. Number one, in Noah Webster's 1828 American Dictionary of the English Language, son is defined as a male issue of a parent. One of the definitions in the Oxford English Dictionary, under the heading Son of God, is a divine being or an angel. Adam was created directly by God and thus had the title Son of God. Luke 3.38, which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. Angels are directly made by the hand of God, thus by definition are sons of God. Keep in mind, Adam had no mother. It is important to note that the Bible speaks of many sons of God, as in Genesis 6 already quoted, and other examples include Job 38, 4, and 7. Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare, if thou hast understanding, who hath laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest, or who hath stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened, or who laid the cornerstone thereof, when the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Job chapter 1, verse 6, 
Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. Jesus Christ is not only part of the eternal Godhead, and by him God created all things, but he is also separated from all other sons with this definer, the only begotten Son. John 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Item number two, angels don't die. Luke 20, 35 and 36, But they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage, neither can they die any more, for they are equal unto the angels and are the children of God being the children of the resurrection. Even fallen angels do not die, as in final and total oblivion. God is life, and they are forever separated from him, but exist in fully cognizant eternal punishment. Revelation 20.10 speaks of Satan's final judgment, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Jude chapter 1, verses 6 and 7 certainly appear to be addressing the fallen sons of God referred to in Genesis, uh, Genesis 6, excuse me. Jude writes, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication, and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Number three, there are two groups of fallen angels. Jude's group are bound by everlasting chains under darkness, awaiting judgment. Imagine, the blood-bought will participate in that judgment. 1 Corinthians 6, 3, Know ye not that we shall judge angels? How much more? things that pertain to this life. Satan and evil angels, on the other hand, are loose upon the earth, but their judgment approaches. Revelations 12, 7 through 12, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Adam delivered the deed of the earth, and he himself, as well as all his offspring, unto Satan, when he chose to follow his wife Eve in her act of unbelief and disobedience. At this point, the devil gained the title of the God of the world. Note the little g-o-d. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4, But if our gospel be hid, 
It is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world hath blinded the eyes of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Consider Satan's words in Luke 4, 6. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. A quick review. Number one, by definition, angels would qualify for the title sons of God. Number two, fallen angels don't die as defined by carnal minds. Number three, there are two groups of fallen angels. Are there serious and credible third-party testimonies that will support the fantastical account laid out in Genesis chapter 6? Let's start with giants. Numbers chapter 13, verse 33, And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so were we in their sight. From the God said, man said feature, sons of God and the ghost species. Giants, could this be true? Are the Bible's approximately 200 references to giants certified true by third-party experts? Do paleontology, archaeology, historical records, and societal accounts all say yes? There can be no reasonable doubt. God Said, Man Said has published several features addressing the subject of giants over the past decade or so. The mysterious giants have risen again, but this time under the title of the Nephilim. The word Nephilim is found in the NIV and other minority text translations, but in the majority text authorized King James Version, the word is correctly translated as giants. Yes, there were giants in those days. When discussing giants of old and people of enormous height, many people today lump these two together, referring to such terms as gigantism or acromegaly, a rare disorder of the pituitary gland which causes abnormal size. But the giants of the scriptures were not rare genetic flukes. There were entire populations of giants. The scriptures refer to giants nearly 200 times. If the word of God makes mention of giants so many times, then there should be empirical proof that they did once exist, and of course there is. In Deuteronomy 3.13, Moses speaks concerning the dividing of part of conquered Canaan among the Israelites, it reads, And the rest of Gilead and all Bashan, being the kingdom of Gog, excuse me, gave I unto the half-tribe of Manasseh, all the region of Argob, with all Bashan, which was called the land of the giants. It was the land of giants. Flavius Josephus, one of the greatest historians of all time, writes the following in chapter 5 of the Antiquities of the Jews. For which reason they removed their camp to Hebron, and when they had taken it, they slew all the inhabitants. There were till then left the race of giants who had bodies so large and countenances so entirely different from other men that they were surprising to the sight and terrible to the hearing. The bones of these men are still shown to this very day, unlike to any credible relations of other men, end of quote. According to the research collected by Deloche, author of the book Giants, Pliny mentions that in the reign of Claudius, A.D. 41 to 54, a nine-foot-nine-inch giant named Gabarus was brought to Rome from Arabia. Claudius placed him at the head 
of the famed Odeatrix legions. The giant so awed his troops that some worshipped him as a god. And again, during his principate, Caesar Augustus, 27 B.C. to A.D. 14, assigned two giants who towered over 10 feet tall to lead the Roman armies into battle. On account of this remarkable height, writes Pliny, the bodies of the two giants were preserved in the tomb in Salus Gardens. Their names were Pusio and Secundilla. End of quote. Marzulli, in his book on the Trail of the Nephilim, lists numerous newspaper reports concerning discovery of giants in the Western Hemisphere. A few of the many headlines and excerpts follow. New York Tribune, February 3, 1909. Skeleton 15 feet high unearthed in Mexico. News was received here Monday from Mexico that at Tapalapa, a town 10 miles southeast of Mexico City, there had been discovered what was believed to be the skeleton of a prehistoric giant of extraordinary size. A person, while excavating for the foundation of a house on the estate of Augustine Ores, found the skeleton of a human being that is estimated to have been about 15 feet high and who must have lived ages ago, judging from the ossified state of the bones. The discovery of the skeleton has revived the old Aztec legend that in the prehistoric age, a race of giants lived in the valley of Anahuac. Scientific American, August 14, 1880, page 106, Ancient American Giants. The Reverend Stephen Bowers notes in the Kansas City Review of Science the opening of an interesting mound in Brush Creek Township, Ohio. The mound was opened by the Historical Society of the Township under the immediate supervision of Dr. J.F. Everhart of Zanesville. It measured 64 feet by 35 feet at the summit, gradually sloping in every direction, and was 8 feet in height. There was found in it a sort of clay coffin, including the skeleton of a woman, measuring 8 feet in length. In another grave was found the skeleton of a man and a woman, the former measuring nine and the later, uh, the latter, excuse me, eight feet in length. In a third a grave occurred two other skeletons, male and female, measuring respectively nine feet four inches and eight feet. Seven other skeletons were found in the mound, the smallest of which measured eight feet, while others reached the enormous length of ten feet. End quote. In Unearthing the Lost World of the Cloud Eaters, a book by Stephen Quayle and Dr. T.R. Harris, you'll find the following concerning giants in the ancient world. As we can see, the ancient world was very familiar with the idea of giants. In fact, as Quayle explores in Genesis 6 giants, even early explorers recorded run-ins with giant beings. Interestingly enough, Magellan's fleet encountered giants when they approached Port San Julian. They saw a native giant on the beach waiting for them. Antonia Pigafetta, one of the crewmen with Magellan, described the giant in his latter writings. This man was so tall that our heads scarcely came up to his waist and his voice was like that of a bull. Later in 1578, Sir Francis Drake anchored in the same place and described men well over seven feet tall. Anthony Kinbet uh, visited the same area in 1592 and wrote of men which were 10 to 12 feet tall. In 1615, crewmen from the Dutch schooner William Shelton discovered and excavated several skeletons 10 to 11 feet tall. As his log records in 1764, when Commodore Byron visited the area, he encountered men of gigantic stature. 
One of his officers wrote, some of them are entire, are certainly, excuse me, nine feet if they do not exceed it. This was the last recorded sightings of giants in the area, but as Quayle points out in Genesis 6 Giants, the fact there is such a wide array of sightings by many different people makes it difficult to argue that this was a hoax or mistaken identity, end of quotes. The Bible says, giants. Did fallen sons of God take human wives and sire offspring known as men of renown? Again from the God said, man said, features son of God and the ghost species. Scientists are perplexed at what they are discovering. Several recent headlines follow. July 25, 2017, nzherald.com. Ancient humans had sex with non-humans. July 7, 2017, iflscience.com. This tooth once belonged to a member of a mysterious species of humans that we know almost nothing about. July 21, 2017, buffalo.edu. In saliva, clues to a ghost species of ancient human. July 24, 2017, foxnews.com. Scientists find possible clue to ancient ghost species of human. July 2013, nationalgeographic.com. The case of the missing ancestor. Subhead, DNA from a cave in Russia as a mysterious new member to the human family. God destroys the earth and its corrupt inhabitants in the global flood of Noah, but it certainly appears the DNA of the fallen sons of God in Genesis 6 was passed on, not only in the fact of many giants existing after the flood, but now also in the discovery of a mysterious human ghost ancestry. The ages reported in the excerpts that follow are built upon evolution's foundational theory of uniformitarianism and therefore incorrect, but the relevance of the discoveries are real. Genesis 6-4, there were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old men of renown. July 25, 2017 feature on NC, NZ, excuse me, herald.com. Ancient humans had sex with non-humans. Excerpts follow. New research shows that ancient humans had sex with non-human species. According to a study conducted by Omer Gockelman, an assistant professor of biological sciences at the University of Buffalo, ancient humans had intercourse with a ghost species of proto-human. Gockelman found wildly different genes in DNA of humans living in sub-Saharan Africa. He believes these genes can be traced back to about 150,000 years ago, when ancient humans were breeding with this mysterious ghost species. This other species is referred to by the scientific community as a ghost species, as there are no, uh, no known fossils that can be analyzed. God said, man said, note the fallen angels in Jude 1 and 6 are presently in prison in everlasting chains under darkness. That's why they can't find the DNA or origin. Again, Gokuman uh, states, Based on our analysis, the most plausible explanation for this extreme variation in archaic introgression, the introduction of genetic material from a ghost species of ancient hominins, end of quote. July 21, 2017, Charlotte 
HSU writes for Buffalo EDU under the heading in saliva clues to a ghost species of ancient humans. She writes, in saliva, scientists have found hints that a ghost species of archaic humans may have contributed genetic material to ancestors of people living in sub-Saharan Africa today. But Wu and Trinkus, a paleontologist and co-author, say they can't put fossils in a group defined only by DNA. I have no idea what a Denisovian is, Trinkus says. Neither does anybody else. It's a DNA sequence, end of quotes. Here we go again. The February 12, 2020 headline from NPR.org reads, Ghost DNA and West Africans Complicate Story of Human Origins. Several excerpts follow. About 50,000 years ago, ancient humans in what is now West Africa apparently procreated with another group of ancient humans that scientists didn't know existed. There aren't any bones or ancient DNA to prove it, but researchers say the evidence is in the genes of modern West Africans. They analyzed genetic material from hundreds of people from Nigeria and Sierra Leone and found signals of what they call ghost DNA from an unknown ancestor. The unusual DNA found in West Africa isn't associated with either Neanderthals or Denisovans. Sriram Sankaram, a computational biologist at UCLA, and his study co-author, Arun Darvasola, think it comes from a yet-to-be-discovered group. We don't have a clear identity for this archaic group. That's why we use the term ghost. So what happened to this mysterious group of ancient humans? Scientists aren't totally sure. End of quote. The fallen sons of God in Genesis 6 would have possessed mental abilities and actual life experience far superior to today's science, and the offspring of the God-human mating, the men of renown, have demonstrated special genius. It wouldn't surprise God said, man said, if some of ancient mythologies, bizarre claims of God, demagogues, and chimera may find uh, the above players at work. From the God Said, Man Said feature, 21 Signs of Doomsday, Another Way, Part 4, you'll find the following. Is it possible that the chimeras of ancient mythology could have some root in reality? Is it possible that mythological accounts of ancient superior beings functioning on the earth, these beings have the biblical definer of gods with a little g, who were the fallen sons of God in Genesis 6, could have produced the chimeras of the past? Something very unusual and noted as an issue of concern prior to the destruction of the earth by God's global flood of judgment is found in Genesis 6, chapter 1, excuse me, verse 1 and verse 2 and verse 4. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. These fallen sons of God appeared to be a type of angelic being, and Jude 1, 6, and 7 appears to be addressing them, and the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. 
even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Fantastical creatures such as giants and men of renown followed in the wake of these fallen sons of God and are spoken of in Genesis chapter 6. Noah Webster's 1828 American Dictionary of the English Language defines renown, fame, celebrity, exalted reputation derived from the extensive praise of great achievements or accomplishments. The chimera is back, and those reading the signs of the times expect Noahic-style judgment soon to follow. The fallen sons of God, whose intelligence would have far exceeded today's wisest, sired children who were of old men of renown. These men of renown would have been demigods, half man, half god. In ancient mythology, we read of just such creatures in the tales of Hercules, Achilles, and Gilgamesh. The idea of Chimera would also have some additional biblical references. Revelation, quoted earlier, describes bizarre, non-earth-like creatures being released from the bottomless pit. Also consider the cockatrice. Noah Webster defines the basilisk, a fabulous serpent called a cockatrice, and said to be produced from a cock's egg brooded by a serpent. The ancients alleged that its hissing would drive away all other serpents and that its breath and even its look were fatal. Some writers suppose that a real serpent exists under this name, end of quote. Isaiah 14, 29, Rejoice not thou whole Palestinia, because the rod of him that smote thee is broken, for out of the serpent's root shall come forth a cockatrice, and his fruit shall be a fiery flying serpent. Stranger yet is Isaiah thirteen twenty one, But wild beasts of the desert shall lie there, and their houses shall be full of doleful creatures, and owls shall dwell there, and satyrs shall dance there. Webster defines satyr, a monkey or fawn. In mythology, a silvery deity or demigod represented as a monster, half man and half goat, having horns on his head, a hairy body with the feet and tail of a goat, end of quote. There are over 200 references in the Bible to gods. The first time that the word gods with the lowercase g is used in the Bible, it is Satan speaking in Genesis 3, 5. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Who are these gods that are not human? The first of the Ten Commandments is Exodus 20, verse 3, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Speaking of the devil in 2 Corinthians uh, 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 4, And whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Some wonder whether these fallen ones will return, but the fact of the matter is they are here in dominant spirit form and are interacting with the sons and daughters of Adam. Revelation chapter 12 speaks of Satan's ousting from heaven with his angels after Christ's ascension. Look again at verses 4, 7, and 12. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and, and did cast them to the earth, 
And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. The prophet Daniel pens the word of God in chapter 2, verse 43, and makes this telling statement. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. Daniel refers to the world's last kingdom, led by the rulers of darkness, whose journey ends at the battle of Armageddon. The scriptures write concerning this group, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. Have you ever questioned to whom Romans 9.22 refers? What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction? The fallen ones are here in great numbers, possessing the bodies of men and women in vast numbers, even entire nations, and soon the entire world. How true is Ephesians six twelve, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Finally, excerpts follow from Thomas Horne's book, Zenith 2016. While reading these excerpts concerning today's chimera, keep in mind that this book was published in 2013. Though the transformation of man to his post-human condition is in its fledgling state, complete integration of the technology necessary to replace existing Homo sapiens as the dominant life form on Earth is approaching Kurzweil's exponential curve. A Reuters article dated November 9, 2009, titled, Scientists Want Debate on Animals with Human Genes, hinted at just how far scientists have come and how far they intend to go. The new piece started out, A Mouse That Can Speak, A Monkey with Down Syndrome, Dogs with Human Hands or Feet, British scientists want to know if such experiments are acceptable and is continued with revelations that scientists inside Britain are comfortable now with up to 50-50 animal-human integration. The article implied that not all the research currently under design is kept at the embryonic level and the fully mature monstrosities, like the creature in the 2010 movie Splice, may be under study as some scientists in some places want to push the boundaries. National Geographic magazine speculated in 2007 that within 10 years, the first of such human animals would walk the earth, and Werner Vinge, 
agreed recently that we are entering that period in history when questions like, what is the meaning of life, will be nothing more than an engineering question. Not counting synthetic biology, where entirely new forms of life are being brewed, there is no limit to the number of human-animal concoctions currently under development within openly contracted as well as top-secret science facilities. A team at Newcastle and Durham Universities in the United Kingdom recently illustrated this when they announced plans to create hybrid rabbit and human embryos, as well as other chimera embryos mixing human and cow genes. The same researchers, more alarmingly, have already managed to reanimate tissue from dead human cells in another breakthrough which was heralded as a way of overcoming ethical dilemmas over using living embryos for medical research. Professor Gregory Stock, in his well-researched and convincing book, Redesigning Humans, Our Inevitable Genetic Future, argues that stopping what we have already started, planned genetic enhancement of humans, is impossible. We simply cannot find the brakes. Jesus said that at his return, it would be as it was in the days of Noah. Again, consider Genesis 6:12. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. It's here. Just another glaring sign of doomsday. It won't be long now. Saints prepare for evacuation. God said, Genesis 6, 2, 4, and 5, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. God said, Jude, chapter 1, 6, and 7. And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. God said, Luke twenty thirty-five and 36, But they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage, neither can they die any more. For they are equal unto the angels, and are the children of God, being the children of the resurrection. Man said, I can ask my phone any question. It taps the digital knowledge of the world to give me an answer just like that. Who needs an archaic old book pretending to be the word of God? Get over it, Bible thumpers. Nobody needs your book. Now you have the record.